0: Welcome to The Essential Church Podcast. Our goal is to strengthen and equip church and ministry leaders just like you through practical and theological discussions about some of the most pressing and important issues facing the local church today. We feature conversations with members of our team here at New Life Church in Colorado Springs, Colorado, as well as interviews with authors and thinkers from around the world. You can follow the TheEssential.Church on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, watch episodes on our YouTube channel, And also subscribe to our podcast via iTunes and Spotify, where you'll find a full archive of previous conversations. And now, here is this week's episode of The Essential Church Podcast.
1: Welcome to this episode of The Essential Church Podcast, an ongoing conversation about some of the most important issues facing the local church today. I'm your host, Andrew Arndt, and today I'm going to take you to a two-part conversation that I had recently with Pastor Brad Baker and Pastor Sarah Jackson around the rule of life. Uh, Pastor Brad and Pastor Sarah help oversee our staff development here at New Life Church and recently led a workshop on how to develop a personal rule of life. And I sat there, I talk about this in the podcast, but I sat there that day thinking how remarkable it was that an evangelical charismatic megachurch like ours would be leading a staff workshop on this ancient form of spirituality known as the rule of life. And so I thought this would be super fun to talk about. So we have a two-part conversation that we've more or less broken up into kind of like a Rule of Life 101 and then a Rule of Life 201. So for those of you that don't maybe have very much experience with Rule of Life, don't know what it is, uh, the first conversation is really for you, talking about the nuts and bolts of a Rule of Life. It's grounding in the gospel and in a life of prayer and so on and so forth. So it's a great kind of overview. And then in 201, the second part, we get into some of the perils and pitfalls of dealing with a Rule of life. How do we prevent it from becoming a form of works righteousness? How do we prevent it from squelching the life of the Spirit? And how do we make sure that it actually serves the people in our lives? It was a great conversation. I can't wait for you to enjoy it. Without further commentary from me, here's to the interview. Okay, so I'm here with my friends, Brad and Sarah, Pastor Brad Baker, is, he's been a pastor, have you been here 10 years, Fred? It'll be 10 years in July. 10 years yeah, coming up yeah. in July, yeah, ripping I'm off excited. a decade, Come man. On. So Brad Baker is the pastor of just about everything, actually. <laughs> we sit in our senior team meetings together, we serve on the senior team, and Brad always has the most stuff to talk about because of what he oversees, so... Try
2: not to dominate the
1: conversation. But yeah. So we love Brad Baker, and then Pastor Sarah Jackson is pastor of spiritual formation at New Life Downtown, and happy to have the two of them. With us today, so uh, Brad and Sarah. Brad, like one of the things that he oversees at the church uh, is staff development, and so recently, Brad and Sarah together sat down and they led this like uh, beautiful staff development module talking about like the rule of life. How do we structure our lives so that they keep us sane and sound and healthy, and also glorify God? And it was a really amazing session, and I sat there. During your training, thinking to myself, like I was marveling at how 30 years ago, like who would have predicted mm-hmm. that an evangelical charismatic <laughs> mega church like <laughs> ours so true. would be leading a staff development <laughs> on the rule of mm-hmm. life. And I just love it because at New Life, there is this uh, amid all the things that we're doing. There's this effort to retrieve ancient practices mm-hmm. that desperate can times. ground call us. Desperate times, call for desperate measures. Desperate times, for desperate measures, <laughs> okay. yes. Indeed. And so I listened to what they said, and then I was like, we have got to do a podcast mm-hmm. on this, on the rule of life, and they gratefully agreed to that. So we're going to do a two-part episode here. Some of our listeners may not actually be all that familiar with like the basics of a rule of life or what it is. So yeah. this first conversation is going to be a bit of a 101 on the rule of life. And then there are some people who have been living with rule of life for a little bit, and they know that there are perils and pitfalls associated with it. So part two will be a conversation around like, how do we keep our efforts at the rule of life from falling into one ditch or another ditch? Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited uh, about this conversation. I'm just going to start right here. So this is going to be my question. Guys, let's assume that somebody doesn't know anything about rule of life. Let's try to answer the question. What is a rule of life, and why would anybody want one? I I think we should let Sarah jump in on this. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I got put in the middle here (laughs) against my will. (laughs) Quite intentionally. Yeah. So it comes from this... A rule of life predates a church split. So that's why... Orthodox, Catholic, Mm -hmm. Protestants have all appreciated it over time because it goes all the way back to what, 5th century? Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. Italy. And there was a lot going on, obviously, during that time. But um, there was a monk named Benedict who uh, just because of the way that he lived his life ended up having a lot of followers. And he eventually put together this sort of code for their communal living. Mm-hmm. And it was so impactful on the way that people saw them living out the gospel together that it ended up being something that people returned to over and over and over again and mm-hmm. tried to contextualize in their own in their own way for their mm-hmm. own purposes. But I also mm-hmm. really liked the way that you summarized Benedict yeah. for the staff. Yeah, you know, I
2: think one of the most intriguing po- points for me was how Um, It was developed in a time of great social and political Mm -hmm. upheaval. It was chaos. Mm -hmm. Um, And Benedict was like, I wanna make sure that in that context, in this context, that I arrange my life for ongoing spiritual transformation, Mm -hmm. that I don't sort of get caught up in the wildness of the circumstances, that I am anchored in a life that positions me to receive goodness from the Lord, all that he has in store for me. And um, so I, I, I don't know. I think about our day and time and I go, man, there's a, there's so much that we can get overwhelmed and caught up in. And it's like all the more the mm-hmm. need, I, I feel it acutely every day of like, how have I arranged my life mm. to abide, mm-hmm. to stay deeply connected to the Lord and to, to the spiritual family called the church. And um, rule of life provides that structure, I think one of the metaphors you brought up was like the trellis. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, essentially an- answers the question, how? I mean, Benedict mm-hmm. was specifically concerned that, that their lives, the community's life together, mm-hmm. but then individually, was centered around prayer. There was no separation right. between mm-hmm. the everyday mundane aspects of what I have to do to get my life done, mm-hmm. and this idea of a constant listening to God, a surrender to the will of God, obedience. Yep. So the rule for the community just began, began to be like practical hows. How do we center our life around prayer? How do we listen to God? How do we find stability?
1: And the rule of life is not just like the logic of it is not just a collection of random Rules that we're trying to do to sort of uh, o- overlord over people's lives, but it's really grounded in something. Can you guys talk about? You would mentioned prayer a little bit, mm-hmm. and I think that's scratching at it. But like, what is the rule really an attempt to do? What is it? What is it grounded in? What is it trying mm-hmm. to? Mm-hmm. Help us accomplish. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's grounded in how do I live a life faithful to yeah. God? Mm-hmm. So there is an element of obedience to it that does great on us, yep. right? In modern times, this idea mm-hmm. of like, yep. well, are there things I should and shouldn't be doing? And who says that? And who tells me? Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as this idea that I would actually look intentionally at my life and see how am I listening to God and how am I practically living out the commands of the gospel. Yeah. Um. It does get specific, but it's it's more like it's kind of a mix between habits. Yeah. Intentions. Yeah. Desires. Yeah. yeah. It's all an of assumption.
1: That. It feels like because uh, I, you know, behind Benedict is the Desert Fathers and Mothers. So yes. I did some writing about, and what they were trying to do is like the assumption is when we say gospel, what we don't mean is just this sort of good news about something god did yeah. that if you just believe in it then you go to be but it's like it's like what Dallas Willard talked about it's heaven getting inside us mm-hmm. it's the mm-hmm. kingdom now among us and the kingdom has a logic to it, the mm-hmm. kingdom has a pattern mm-hmm. to it, an order, an order yeah. to it. And so the rule is really an attempt to like articulate the order of the kingdom, yes,
2: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to try to get
1: us to yes. it's almost like it's giving us guidelines for like this is what a kingdom patterned life looks like. And you can mm-hmm. actually access the life of God mm-hmm. by living consistent with the kingdom pattern. Is that yeah. what yeah. Do you think about that? Absolutely. Brad? And, and
2: the rule reminds us that we're kidding ourselves. If we think we're going to just stumble into mm-hmm. a rich life in God, yeah. uh, or a, a transformative thing, yep. you know, of course God operates f- far beyond anything we could put on paper in terms of these are my mm-hmm. this is this is how I do my life, mm-hmm. but but in terms of structuring our lives to make sure to make certain yeah. that we press into all that God is and all that God has provided for us. Yep. You know, that, that's that's what excites me about the rule is like yep. we're tapping in mm-hmm. to the, the, the wonder, the mystery, the power, the glory, all mm-hmm. that is God and all that mm-hmm. he's made possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the rule, it, it's like a plant, you know, like you mm-hmm. you position the plant um, by watering it, giving it nutrients, mm-hmm. putting it around light, you position it to, to blossom and flourish. Mm-hmm. And so that's where where I get really excited is like, man... If if I, I already know how much I've benefited from the Lord, yeah. and if I could even position my life even more yep. to receive from Him, yep. how much more would I flourish? How much more impact would it have on my everyday moments?
1: Yeah. Okay. We're going to get into nuts and bolts in a second, but I would love it if you guys would... I mean, both of you have obviously walked with this for a while. What was it in your own life personally that pushed you into like, okay... I got to do more than just like mm-hmm. the evangelical quiet time. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. not cutting it for me. How, you know, can you talk about that for a second? What got you into it? Yeah, you know, I
2: am I am that highly distractible um, squirrel kind of guy <laughs> that's like <laughs> this, that, that, and I just I just realized that um, I really had a hard time establishing the, the rhythm that would. Mm. That would feed me that would that would strengthen me in the Lord it was more just like felt so um, hit and miss sometimes mm. as to how I mm. was living, so I think it was that combined with man just this deep sense that um, my life is moving towards greater disorder and dysfunction mm. if I don't do something new and different mm. Mm. and so it was this also this deep hunger for the Lord like mm. I that's my deepest desire, yeah. and yet somehow that can get lost yeah. in the chaos of, of, the, of my life. And so it was like, okay, in this moment of still and calm, I know that I know that I know that God is my deepest need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I am going to make a plan in mm-hmm. this moment mm-hmm. to make sure I live into that, mm-hmm. um, the most valuable thing in life.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I want to order everything around that. Let that be the hub that everything else mm-hmm. rotates around how did you
0: hear about it? Do you remember when you first heard about just a structure of some kind, or maybe it was the rule? Yeah, know. you know,
2: actually, it was just a, a book uh, really? that a friend gave me that you have right here. It oh, was this one. Yes, that was the was. one. We're gonna plug. And this it book. was about fifteen, fifteen years ago. <laughs> really? And wow. um, I didn't read the whole thing. I just mm-hmm. started reading little bits and pieces of it, and I went, "Man, this is wow!" Mm-hmm. Like, like your experience mm-hmm. with it, like, "Oh my gosh." Mm-hmm. And so I just started studying on my own. And then when I came to New Life, I'd kind of forgotten about it. And then Glenn brought it up again okay. Mm-hmm. and Okay. in one of our other staff meetings. And I was like, hmm. And so that's when I yeah. kind of resurfaced. Yeah. So good. What about for that's you, Sarah? Crazy. What got you into well, it? Well,
0: that's interesting. I also, 15 years ago, so there were two wow. things that got me into it. The first one was a total life crisis that hmm. we don't have enough time on this podcast to talk about. Hmm. But We'll it, take
1: another one to talk about uh, all of your uh, crises, yeah, Sarah. Was yeah, yeah. I think
0: I'm sick <laughs> that day. <laughs> There's... Uh, Essentially, the summary of it was: even though I had been, I'd grown up in the church, I had been living sort of what I thought was this is the Christian way. I do these things. I show up. I can say all the right things. I know what to do. Internally, my heart had begun to wander, Hmm. and so eventually there became this tension between intention, desire, and actual behaviors, Hmm. and. I got caught in the middle of it and became obvious that I can no longer be this disintegrated. Mm. Uh, So fortunately, I was a part of a community at the time who knew how to kind of help pull, Mm -hmm. help me be pulled into integration. But then when I actually heard about, the actual rule was actually in a seminary class. So I had to do some assignments. I had to read the actual rule with some other books about it that kind of distilled it, translated it for me and then i had to for a grade write like begin a rule write something down and i think had i not already experienced sort of this invitation into integration that right. would have been a a terrible <laughs> you know f- failure of a process for me but i think because there had already been this sort of forced humility in a way. There was something in my heart that was like, oh, this is how, Mm -hmm. okay. And I really did embrace that. And then over the course of the last, you know, however long, have just still continue to kind (laughs) of – chink away at it and learn some new things and process it in different ways. And it'll like pop up to the surface and then it'll sort of kind of take its place in the order of life and then it'll fall off the cliff and then it pops up to the surface again. You know, there's a pattern. Yeah. You
1: have to kind of live with it. Mm. I was thinking as you were talking about, you talked about intentions somewhere in there and it it made me think about how Dallas Willard talked about um, where you really start experiencing transformation is when there's a marriage between vision, Mm. intention, and then means And I think a lot of us have a good vision for what we want our lives to be. The word you used was integration. You used it also. It's the taking of the chaos of our lives and pulling it together so that it's got coherence and order to it. So vision, intention, I intend to go there. So you got to have those two things. But I think what a lot of christians are short on is means right the how mm-hmm. it's the how, how exactly
0: take it out of here and put right. it into your action
1: so right. we go to our yeah. church service and we experience the presence of god and there's an altar call and we give our lives to the lord right. and then the only tools that are really put in our tool belt are read your bible and pray every day yeah. and you'll grow grow grow, grow, grow. grow. and also meeting. continue to yeah. come yeah. to this yeah. meeting yeah. and yeah. show yeah. up to church on sundays yeah. Yeah. And we do that with a lot of great passion. And then we look up 10, 15, 20 years later, and there's still disorder in our lives, and we haven't grown the way that we want to. So talk about, because you mentioned prayer. Prayer is a huge part of the rule of life. But I think what the rule gives us is like language for understanding that, in addition to the vision of like a whole life and the intention to get there, there are lots of means. Mm-hmm. Yes. There are lots of elements of a rule of life, things yes. that make up a coherent life that's ordered mm-hmm. to God. Can we just unpack yeah. some of those elements?
2: Yeah. I, I think it's important as we get into this part of it to to just acknowledge like there is no one right rule of life. Like mm-hmm. this is how your rule of life should mm-hmm. look. In fact, if you copy someone else's rule of life,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you're probably gonna be pretty miserable like, each rule of life has to take into context things like your life stage mm-hmm. and um, your, your age. Um, you, do you have kids or not? Are you married or not? Like, all these things factor into mm-hmm. to the rhythm that will work for you. Um, so I think wh- one of the ways that we can just start painting the picture is to say, like, what's one of the things that's currently on my rule of life that's near and dear to me? And it's actually something I've added recently. Mm. Um, I went um, on a day-long ski trip with a friend of mine who is, who is a spiritual friend to me, um, meaning that a big part of our relationship is we talk about the Lord and we, we, we go deep. We ask mm. each other questions and we spent the whole day, you know, quote unquote, skiing, but really what we were doing is we were mm. deeply engaging in friendship. And I thought, I need to do a day-long getaway with a spiritual friend at least a couple times a year. Yes. Where it's like 12 plus hours. You drive to the mountains, you drive back, you ski all day, whatever, you catch dinner. I mean, it's a full day. Yep. And I came back so full. And all these new ideas and things about my life that I'm like, man, that's so good. This is a, this is something I feel like the Lord spoke to me through this friend. So I was like, I'm right. I'm dra- I'm like draft, draft drafting it yeah. right then. Like I'm adding this in. So I told this friend, I'm like, every year, yeah. um, <laughs> hell or high water, you and I are on this mountain together. Um, And so that's an example.
1: And I love that because what you're saying is just like in the same way that maybe I don't know when you pray in the morning, but maybe at six a.m. Just as you know that you've kind of got a uh, there's you've calendared it six a.m. You're going to be at prayer. In the same way, you've done that with this relationship, but this is not a place where people normally think about spiritual disciplines. But it's a spiritual discipline as much as this other thing. And it's it's in
2: some ways it's as important. Yeah.
1: um, To your spiritual health. To
2: me, and I and I like it was it was like a. I don't know. I feel like I felt silly. Like I should have realized this sooner. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'd had I had a lot of different other components of my of my rule of life, but I was like, man, this one for me was huge. Like being, it was also being out in nature, so the creation. So the whole day we're looking at the beauty and the wonder of the trees and the snow and the mountains, yeah. like in- intoxicating ourselves on the beauty of creation mm. while we're having these conversations. It was just like. A
1: 10-10-10 for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sarah, what about you? Have relationships, yeah. what can you say about relationships as part of the the rule of uh, life sure. and your experience with that?
0: Yeah. Um, well, I think that there's an there's a piece of this that we maybe tend to want to just make into the same thing that, like, oh, my personal list of goals, or these are the things that are really important to me. Mm. But the rule as it is intended is about how do I take my place in the community of God, Mm -hmm. both how do I become present to God, how to become present to myself, how do I become present to others by the way that I'm living? And so when you're crafting a rule, and it will continue to sort of flesh this out, Whatever you're writing down as an intention or as a value or even just as a practice, like this is actually something I'm going to do every day or I'm right. going to mm-hmm. you know, make sure that I set aside time for uh, an annual retreat or something, it all has to do around how is this serving my life with God, mm. my life with others, and then my... Uh, openness to how God and I are are connecting as mm. well, so it's very relational. Yeah, very little of it is just about how am I, mm-hmm. you know, um, living my best life. How yeah, am I <laughs> totally right, right,
1: right. totally? Uh, let me ask this because uh, this might clarify it for some people. So, like we talked a little bit about prayer, you talked about relationships. Um, another. Piece that will show up in a rule of life is like the stewardship of our physical bodies. Mm -hmm. Yes. So like a diet and exercise can actually for a lot of people be part of the rule Mm -hmm. of life. Okay. So like a secular version though of this would be like, and unfortunately a lot of Christians fall into this is like, okay, well it's January 1st (laughs) and I'm still trying to lose my COVID 15 or whatever. You know what I mean? And I've only got 25 pounds to go on that. (laughs) Um, And it becomes (laughs) like a goal Right for what your body is going to look like. Sure. What's the difference between like that and being like, and how the rule might approach that kind of a thing? Maybe I'll just leave it there. What's the difference between a secular approach and like a a sacred approach? Yeah, I I, to put it really
2: simply for me, it's one word. It's Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like it's all centered around connecting with God, uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and leaning into the life that he makes possible for us mm-hmm. and like marinating ourselves consistently in it. And so like, for, for example, um, you know, like the physical goals or aspects of someone's rule of life, it's sort of like peeling it back and saying, okay, what's my fundamental why yeah. in doing these mm-hmm. things? Whereas, you know, for a, a a New Year's resolution, it might be, well... I you know, spring's coming, so I want to look good in my swimsuit or something, you know, mm-hmm. silly like that. But for a rule of life, it could simply simply be like when I am physically healthy, mm. I am more present to the Lord and alert and I'm more pleasant present to people and can engage them in deeper relationships. I don't get tired mm. at five PM I can have someone over a family over for dinner. Mm. And it's 11 p.m. And, and also just like a deep honoring and appreciation of the gift of our body Yeah. and saying, God, I'm gonna honor you with this. I, I'm stewarding this gift yes. of my body, so for, I'm gonna take care of it. So it's all directed yes. to the Lord mm-hmm. and to the love of God and the love of one another. Yeah. And so that's like this deep furnace inside of you that transcends mm-hmm. these trivial yeah. sometimes goals that are like, I'm gonna be... I'm going to be self-improved, the Brad 2.0, you know? Like. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I that's have, right. I
0: mean, let's talk about the uniqueness of a rule of life. I'm like, 11 p.m. My rule of life says we are not <laughs> doing that's things right. at 11 Did p.m. Did I say 11 p.m.? That was that
2: was a slip. <laughs> but
1: but it was you, bed you bring up a great yeah. point, and we'll unpack it more kind of in the second episode, but so much of the rule of life is not just about me living my best life, but it's about stewardship. Yeah. Yes. My life is intended to be a gift for other people, so I want to make sure that I'm managing myself in mm-hmm. such a way that I'm not walking, I'm not showing up into the spaces of my life that I'm called to be in a disaster. Yes. But I'm showing up as clear and coherent and purposeful as I possibly can. So how do I need to live yes. to make yeah. that possible?
2: Yes. So here's a, here's a super like practical, like in my life in the last week. So I go to a soccer tournament with my son, Jackson. There are young men on that team who don't have a father figure in their life. Mm-hmm. And I have a heart for them. So we get back to the hotel, and you know, I'm in my room, and I'm like, "Oh, I could catch up on my favorite shows and watch like binge watch the you know my favorite shows until one in the morning, but I had this thought like, "No, no, Brad, you're gonna be up early with these boys, and if you stay up late, mm-hmm. you're gonna be kind of out of it. you're, you're gonna miss opportunities." Mm-hmm. So there was like, yeah, one of my rules is like, be really cognizant of your sleep rhythms." Mm-hmm. so like I turned off the TV and went to bed way earlier than I wanted to, right. Mm-hmm. So right. that tomorrow I could be really present to those guys yeah. and look for moments to speak into them. So it was like it was like such a moment where it was like something clicked into me. Yeah. yeah. The old me wouldn't have even thought twice. Right. About, Come mm-hmm. on to binge watch. this is fun. Yeah, yeah. It's actually a way to regulate your own
1: selfishness yeah. and vanity. Exactly. And
0: we and so many of us are I mean, we already do this. We have things that we want and yep. we tend to you know order our lives around those things even that's that prompted in me just a recent example of maybe not a rule of life specifically but intention based on desire we had some we have some guests in our house right now and I looked ahead, knowing oh, I really I want to make sure they have a good time. I want to be sure like they're coming at a time where we're just doing normal life, but they're on a break. I want to be intentional, so I did a few things like I made a meal plan. I you know kind of did a little some things differently in our schedule, knowing that okay, if I don't change our schedule around a little bit, we're not going to be able to be present to them. And I'm looking back, and then I'm like, oh. So I see how that works in a rule of life, too. The hmm. intention, the longing, and you became awake to that, too. Like, I already have this intention with these guys. I want my habits. I want my the things that I do to fit that intention. That's yep. the integration. It's intention and, and action. Vision, intention, it, yeah. it yeah. means.
1: You guys have talked about – we've talked about prayer just a little bit. We've talked about mm-hmm. relationships a little bit, uh, physical fitness or managing your body. Mm-hmm. Can you, what are a couple other areas that a rule of life might speak to? Yeah. Mm.
0: Um, well, a rule of life, like all spiritual practices, is so beautiful because you start seeing how they all tie mm-hmm. together, right? So there actually is an element of how am I engaging in what John Wesley would call the means of grace? Yes. How am I actually receiving through um, normal, uh, you know, like patterned proven ways of of God experiences like communion, like prayer. I mean, yes, we joke about the whole, you know, read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. But the reason why there's a song about it mm. is that somebody has had some success with That's that. That's right. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> there, are, <laughs> <efficient right? to. laughs> there are like it's normal. It's not the only thing, things. but it is time honored. <laughs> <right. laughs> correct. Yes, correct. Yes. And we've figured out how to break everything, yeah, right? Exactly. But, yeah. but so there's normal ways that we can experience God in our everyday life, and then there's the contextualized places of like, well, sure. what about our very lives? Mm-hmm. The town I live in, the people that I want to serve, mm-hmm. the people I live with. You know, how do I mm-hmm. relate with them? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the the first thing that came to my mind, which you you're dancing around, was like it was Sabbath. Like, there's sort mm-hmm. of these like, let's sort of set the 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 if there was levels through life, which is a ridiculous idea, but like. The baseline level for me is like, you know, some daily time with the Lord and scripture and prayer mm-hmm. and Sabbath. I agree. Like, mm-hmm. if we were just to say, like, do you have that in place? Yes. And are you thinking about that? And maybe maybe you're not, like, fully there yet in terms of honoring it, you know, consistently, but are, are you moving towards that? Yeah. Have you aimed towards those mm-hmm. baselines? Like and 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 doing those things and seeing the 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 fruit that comes of those i think then then you go i have some momentum now mm-hmm. so then i'm going to start layering in some of this other stuff mm-hmm. yeah. and 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 watch and
1: see you know it's like sabbath is like the fa- sabbath and that kind of daily consecration mm-hmm. of time to god read your bible and pray every day in a lot of ways, that is like the foundation yes. for consecrated time, isn't and it? And that's where we yes.
0: learn how to listen. Yeah. And God does have something to say to us yeah. about our how we right. live out our everyday, how we learn holiness and transformation every day. God has something to say to us. So, your health, you know, having intentions about health, Jesus wants to speak to that, right? Like Jesus wants to whisper to you, "This is how I see you. Mm. This is what I think is important for you right now." Would you mm. be willing mm. to surrender to that? Just try it. Yeah, I
2: love what you just said there because it it triggered this thought in me is like a really good rule of life is both created and sustained Mm -hmm. by the Spirit. Yeah. And so when you step into, let's say, a time of prayer, you know, it's in that sacred space that you should begin asking the Lord. Yeah. How do I order my life for ongoing spiritual transformation? Teach me your ways. Yep. Show me the way, Lord. You you are the, the one. Yep. Teach me your ways, and so like then you know you, you read a scripture that day that says Jesus often withdrew to lonely places to pray, and you're like, oh, hmm. and you start going, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so yeah, <laughs> yeah. if it, if it's birth out of that intimate time with God. Um, It's different than over here. I'm making this list that just sounds nice or that makes me Mm -hmm. feel good. It's like, no, the Lord has consulted with me about this and it's got a different life to it. Yes. You know, the best parts of my rule of life have come from my times with the Lord. Yep. When he kind of goes, hey, Brad, um, do you realize this about yourself? I do. Like, let's think about this
1: together. (laughs) Yeah. I want to ask you guys uh, does like work. Uh, or finances? Yeah. Does that ever play into your construction of your own rule of life?
0: Every part of our life. Yeah. Look at it like the, the stones of our life. New, leave nothing unturned, mm. correct. right? What are the different... I mean, if you want to go start crafting a rule of life, maybe for the first time, first of all, Read about it. Mm. There's YouTube videos. There's books galore. There are ways to study this, so you're not just sort of, "What is this? Okay, I'll try it." Um, there's training available. Um, and then, secondly, I would say for sure there's a communal aspect of it. I think we're going to talk about that that in the second episode. But then, as far as how to look at your life, just start looking at like the different spheres just of a, your life. Yeah, taking an inventory I, of this. Yeah, how would I categorize mm. yeah. how I spend my time? Mm. Who I'm spending it with? Mm. And then what sometimes in that, we realize, oh, wow, I spend a lot of time and resources on this. Is that my heart's intention? Mm -hmm. Is that really my one desire? Uh Uh-oh, okay, recalibrate.
1: Mm. Brad, what would you say? How would a person go about beginning to construct a rule of life? What would they do?
2: Yeah, I think uh, taking assessment is a a really interesting Mm -hmm. idea to kind of going, just reflection, prayerful Mm -hmm. reflection on your life, and sort of even... Um, identifying an area of your life that feels the most unruly or out of control or disintegrated or chaotic and asking the question, why, Mm -hmm. how did it get there? And maybe, maybe that's the place where God meets you and says, okay, we're going to try some different rhythms here. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to work on this together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I think um, that's such a powerful space um, because it, takes us straight away to our, our deep realization of how much we need God mm-hmm. and how badly we consistently can mess this up. So it, it, the, I think the, the best place to begin a rule of life is in the area where you already it's already really evident to you mm-hmm. that you can't do it on your own mm-hmm. and that you need God. Mm-hmm. And, and that just sort of opens up your heart to go, oh my gosh, I need the wisdom of God in this area of my life. And if I don't, if I don't let this in... Whew, Lots of stake here, mm-hmm. you know. So those spaces for me are like ripe mm-hmm. um, with opportunity. So again, reading like yep. and just seeing examples. It could be a little dangerous to look at someone's sample because you can like unintentionally inherit mm-hmm. somebody else's. Yeah. But seeing if you go, I don't know where to begin. Like look at someone, look what someone else drafted, and just go, oh, that's interesting. And mm-hmm. you know, there's different ways you can think about it with or as it relates to time: daily, weekly, quarterly, mm-hmm. twice a year, annually. Like, what are you doing? Um, you can also have different quadrants that you set up, you know, prayer and rest mm-hmm. and play and work and mm-hmm. sort of filling those out. Lots mm-hmm. um, of different um, structures, constructs mm-hmm. that, to play within. But finding one that works for you and starting with an area that you feel... Oh. And-
0: and treating it as a working document. Yes, I like how really you said, big, yeah, after yeah. you realized yep. this, this time with your friend, you went back to your rule, and you're like, okay, I really want to build that yes. in. And realizing that this this gets like shaped and formed over time, and it grows, and then there's simplicity that happens. I mean, there's so much that, as we give attention to it, day after day, year after year, it becomes something that um, isn't just something that has to own our souls, but it becomes sort of on paper, we see, oh, this is how I'm being transformed.
2: It tethers us. I yes. use that word in one of the sessions. Oh, yeah. I love it that word.
0: Tethers us. Yeah.
2: It tethers us back. Right. It's um, stable. <laughs> like sometimes you get out of rhythm. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh! Like even after yeah. this, you know, soccer trip I mentioned, we yeah. drove all night to come back. I was super tired. I'm like, I'm out of sorts. Mm. And then I just like, okay, calm down, Brad. Yeah. Today, you know, you need to take a walk, young That's man. Right. Around a building and around the building, and just pray and breathe there and calm your soul down because you've been kind of. Z- 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 z-
1: and that's the joy of the rule is that when you first begin to think about it, it feels restrictive, but actually having a baseline to come back to oh. is a source of great freedom. Mm-hmm. Yes, it gives it gives our a place for our souls to know what to expect.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. my soul knows when I'm going to bed at night that. As I'm falling asleep, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about a psalm and I'm praying over my family. My soul knows that.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
2: when I wake up in the morning, my soul knows that at some point in the AM, I'm going to get some time to breathe, yep. to pray, to read a little scripture. And that is an environment in which I can receive goodness from God and then hopefully pour it out to people yep. around me. Hey, yep.